Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. So really quickly, this is going to be a different kind of podcast because, of course, normally I speak directly to you, the listener, or I interview an expert around some important piece of information that I think you'd be interested to hear. But today, I took a snippet from one of our recent classes out of the Ivy League Challenge. And I did this because we moved in a direction that was really created by the students. They kind of generated this theme around the fact that there's more nuance in life, that winning is sometimes losing and losing is sometimes winning. And most of what I've kept into this recording is me kind of summarizing what they've said. Uh, But they were the ones who really brought out that really profound idea. And I wanted to share it with my listeners. So I hope you enjoy this. It's kind of a sneak peek into the Ivy League challenge, what it's like over Zoom in the classroom from it yeah yeah absolutely like we began this call today right sometimes in sports or in in competition you win the competition but you didn't gain anything and sometimes you lose the competition but you gain so much it's much better than if you had won um and so sometimes winning is losing and losing is winning and and we need to be a little bit more complex a little more nuanced right in how we understand our interactions with the world um, and so I love that, Sunand. I, I, I think that you're going to love economics because you just described exactly kind of this, this economics paradox, right? That, that there's scarcity not because there's not enough of everything. There's scarcity because when we say yes to one thing, we, say, we inevitably say no to something else. We can't focus our energy on equally on two things at the same time. And if we think we are, then we're just switching back and forth. We're focused switching. Yeah. Um like risk and reward, if you take this risk, if you take a bigger risk, you get a bigger reward. But there's a higher chance that you won't get it because it's so hard to get. Yeah. And here's the great thing. So now thanks for transitioning to that. One of the one of the things that I don't know if any of you listened to my podcast on fear, um, that poor audio quality, this is back when I was first podcasting, but I, I recorded it right after this class, right after week four of that cohort. What if I take the risk and the, the potential reward is great, but also I'm less likely to get it. And that's exactly your origin of fear number three. Okay, that's this idea that I might put all this work in and the grass isn't greener on the other side anyway, or I don't get what I wanted in any way. And I love what um, some of you may have heard my podcast with Ata. I love what Atta said. Um, he was, I mean, he was a good student, um, not a great student. And he had ambitions to go to UC Berkeley, which is widely considered the, mo- the best public university in the world. And one of you know, the top 20, perhaps, or, or 25 schools, period, not just state schools. So he, he, he was ambitious for something that was nearly impossible based on his academic record when he joined the Ivy League Challenge. And, um, you know, um, if if you don't already know, if you haven't listened to his interviews on my podcast, he did get into UC Berkeley, which was awesome. It was amazing. Um, And he did a a great impact project and his essays 
really demonstrated how his core values guided his decisions and, and led to his impact project. And, and it all worked out. And, and I love what he said about what you just described, Sunan, this idea that what if I take this huge risk and go for this university that, that you know, I might get in, but uh, there's a better chance that I don't, or at least there's a really good chance that I don't. Or why don't I just play it safe? Why don't I, why, why do I really want to take that risk? And I love what he said, because this is the mindset that explains everything. This is, this is why we want awareness around our fear, because of this one answer. And the answer is, let's say that the time comes for me to apply to college. And this whole time I've been working so hard because I dream to get into this you know, Columbia or, or Yale or some Juilliard, some school that's nearly impossible to get into. And I work really hard because I'm really motivated by my dream to get into that dream school. And what happens if, let's say at the very end, something changes in me. My impact project changes me. My self-awareness changes me. And I realize, eh, that school that motivated me to do all this work, that's not actually what I want. Now that I know myself better, I'm not even going to apply to that school. Or what if we take it one step further? What if we say, I'm not even going to go to college, okay? Because of my increased self-awareness, because of my impact project, college is no longer my thing. If that were the case, what is the best use of my time in high school? It probably would not be looking around at what my peers do and trying to fit in. I probably wouldn't have grown to the point that I can be successful out in the world if that's how I lived my life in high school. But if because I wanted to get into a top tier university, I stopped looking around at my peers and stopped trying to fit in. And instead, I shined a light inside and I figured out what my core values are. And then I began identifying a problem in my community and began working hard to solve that problem because that problem violated my core values. And in the process, I developed problem-solving skills and leadership skills, and I developed self-efficacy, and I developed self-awareness and emotional intelligence and empathy and cognitive thinking and metacognition. I developed all these skills that allow me to empathize with people who have this problem and then try to solve this problem and improve my community through my efforts because of my core values. If instead that's how I use my high school years, and I do that because I want to get into a dream school, it just so happens that that was the best use of my time anyway, whether I want to go to college or not. The, the great mindset shift that can happen is, all right, there's a lot of fear and anxiety around doing big things. But guess what? This is like the theme of today's class that came from you guys, from your sports at the beginning when we were chatting earlier and, and then with Rachel when she joined. The theme today is like, sometimes you win the competition and you lose because you don't have the personal growth. And sometimes you lose the competition, but you grow so much that it's better than winning. And that's the answer to all of this fear, isn't it? This idea that, you know what? It's not even winning the competition that, that is the win. It's not acceptance to that one college that's the actual win. Plenty of people will go to that college that's the win and will not have the life growth and the success and the happiness that you might have, even though you don't go to that college. And so we need to have more nuance and more complexity in the way that we think about 
those big goals. Because we can say it's a big risk to shoot for Harvard, to shoot for Juilliard, to shoot for University of Michigan or whatever your dream school is. And there's a big risk that we won't get there. Or you can say, I'm going to shoot for it because if I don't get there, that's, that's not even the point. The point wasn't to win the competition. I mean, it is, but it's not. I have more complexity than that. I have more nuance than that in the way that I understand my life and my growth. Does that make sense? Is that resonating with, with anyone? Okay. So that is how we shift our mindset away from allowing fear to stop us from taking action. And we move it into using fear to motivate us to be the best version of ourselves. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Sunan, let's, uh, let's hear from you. And then. So uh, this is really short. I just want to say sometimes we um, do stuff like that because and we don't, we don't play tournaments. We don't go to concerts because if you mess up and you don't get in, you want to avoid that pain. Yeah. And what we're saying is that perspective that I don't want to try because there's a good chance I don't win the tournament or I don't win the competition is not nearly as nuanced, not nearly as mature, not nearly as healthy as the mindset that says, this is a big goal. <laughs> this is bold. And, you know, if I'm totally honest, chances are I'm not going to happen, right? Chances are I'm not going to get it. And you know what? Who cares? What? How, I'm going to be alive for the next four years anyway. Right. If I'm if I'm eventually going to be 18 or 17 and applying to college anyway, I might as well prepare in the way that's the most healthy and the most inspiring and that builds me as a human being the best. Right. So I'm going to go and do hard things that align with my core values. I'm going to go be me. And, and who cares? Right. Of course we care. Of course we care. We want to win the competition or we want to get into the to the school. We want to make it to the recital or, or whatever it is. We want to make it into that inner circle. Of course we do. And yet we also recognize that the journey of getting there is at least as valuable as the getting there. Eliza? Um, I just wanted to say one thing that really um, scares me is I'm afraid that I will disappoint my family and yeah, my family, if I don't get in. It's one thing I know I'll be disappointed in myself, right? I'll be sad. But it, it like galls me to think like my family believes in me. They think I'm really, I'm, I would be afraid to try also because I don't want to disappoint them. Mm -hmm. That is, thank you for sharing that because, um, and immediately you can see all of these chats coming in. Are these direct messages? Oh, good. They're to everyone. You can see everyone saying, yep, yep, that's me. That's me. That's me. I'm not so worried about me. I'm worried about my family being disappointed. Um, and that's that awareness and that your willingness, your bravery to vocalize that Eliza is so powerful because look what just happened. One, two, three, four, five people within, within three seconds of you saying that said, yes, that's me. And suddenly you just empowered five people because five people who didn't realize that they weren't the only one, five people who thought that fear was their fear that they were holding on to. Now they realize they can share that burden with six of you, right? With the six of you. And I want to tell you just really quickly, I, right, I, I spent time at Harvard. I have a degree from there. I have a lot of friends 
there, and I've never met one, not even one, that w- didn't have that fear. Uh, it's, it's just so valuable to realize that that's what happens when you have a track record of doing amazing things. You think that everyone, you, 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 you think that you have more pressure from outside than is actually there. Um, and, and so just that exercise of vocalizing it and seeing that everyone else feels the same way. And then using that awareness to say, but I have more nuance than that. I have more complexity in my thought than that. And I know that if I don't go to this school and I go to that school instead, what's the long term, um, vision here? What's the 10 year outcome? The 10-year outcome is it doesn't, the school is going to be a cool story for a little while. And then what I do with the resources at the school that I go to is what's going to shape me and my, my children and also kind of reflect well on my parents and my siblings. And that's the, that's the thing that's going to be more exciting. And, and what gives me the better chance of creating that kind of a legacy? Is it the normal and common response, which is I'm going to tie one hand behind my back just so that everyone knows that if I, if I accomplish this goal, then they know that I must be amazing because I did it with one hand behind my back. And if I don't, then there's a built-in explanation for why I didn't accomplish it. I had my hand tied behind my back. And so some people literally, if you hear people say, oh man, this test, I'm so unprepared. I just barely started looking at the, at the problems 15 minutes ago, or I just barely started last night and I, I only spent 30 minutes preparing for this test. Man, I'm screwed. And you'll hear people say things like that. Why? They want to tell you, I tied, one of my hands is tied behind my back. So when I'm in this boxing ring, I I literally only have one hand to box with. So if I lose, you know, it's because I have a a hand tied behind my back. Right? And no one wants to say, no, I gave it my best. Because then you kind of feel like I gave it my best and I still didn't win. I still didn't do it. Well, that must mean that I'm not good enough. Right? And that gets back to the, well, there must be something wrong with me now. Um, and we don't want anything to be wrong with me. And so we want to tie our hands. And that's a normal response. It's not healthy, but it's normal. And um, it's also very linear. It's also, it, there's no nuance to that. There's no complexity to that. And it's not courageous. And it's not aligned with core values. And so what's cool is when you decide, you know what, I might not succeed, but I'm going to give it my all. And you approach it with, did I, did I already tell you guys the three magic words? I will in week five, when we start really looking at universities and you decide, this is my dream school. I want you to always add to your big goals, your big dreams. You're always going to add three magic words. You're going to say, I want to go to Juilliard or something better. You always add those three words to every big goal. The bigger the goal, the more important it is to add your three words. Okay. I want to, whatever it is, I want to win this tournament or something better. I want to get into all state or all regionals or all whatever. I want to, I want to get into this competition. I want to qualify or something better. And what you're doing every time you say those magic three words is you're reminding yourself of of the reality that your success and your growth does not hinge on the thing that you're thinking it hinges on. 
and you begin to open up your mind to that complexity. So that is, again, that's the tool to allow our awareness of fear to empower us. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.